Uh, we'll continue to share uh, the last part of Psalm 23rd, of the 23rd Psalm today, and even into uh, August, we will continue to focus on prayer and what it means to pray, looking at other passages of individuals throughout Scripture that prayed. And I was wondering, last week after you left the worship service, after you left, after the Sunday morning worship was over, you headed home, your week began, were you able, did you walk away, and did you have a time realizing that you can have more confidence in Jesus? A confidence that comes with increased prayer, a confidence that comes when you know Jesus better than what you did yesterday. A confidence that comes when you trust Him more today than what you did yesterday. A confidence that comes when you realize that He is the provider of all things. I pray that you have. I pray that you will continue. And I shared with you last week from 1 Peter 2.25 where it said, For you were like sheep going astray but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Mike's going to pull up another picture here of the shepherd and the sheep. And as he pulls that up, I want to continue to share with you as you take a look at this picture here in a moment. Think about the shepherd and what the shepherd does and how the shepherd watches over his flock. As you look at this picture here, what do you see? What, what jumps out at you? Go ahead. This is the day you can talk and share. Yep, the shepherd reaching down. The sheep must have wandered off. You know, we talked about that last week. Sheep, you know, they just get grazing, grazing, and they walk right up to the edge of the cliff, and they walk themselves right over it and not think anything of it. And this sheep is on the edge of the cliff. Absolutely. The predators, the vultures in the sky waiting for the sheep to lose its strength and to fall to its death so that they could eat. What do you think about the shepherd? Only hanging on. He's holding on to his staff plus his rock there. That doesn't seem very safe, does it? But what about the glow around his head? What's that mean? You can continue to think about that and look at that while I share. If the shepherd doesn't rescue the sheep, it's definitely going to die. It cannot get to safety. It will not get, make its way up there. The other sheep cannot reach down there to pull him up. It takes a shepherd. Sheep having faith. The shepherd wants to restore and save the sheep. He does not even want to lose one. The shepherd restores us. Why does he restore you and why does he want to restore us? Not just for ourselves. Not just so we can live another day. But he wants to restore us with himself. Come back to me, my sheep. 
Come up here. Get back with the flock. Be part of the fold. And then the shepherd wants to lead. Lead the sheep back to the flock. Lead them back to new pasture, green grass. Probably leading to lead the sheep to some water. Refreshing water. And when you find yourself there at the cliff, maybe you've already found yourself part way down. Maybe you've fallen. Maybe you've fallen. Maybe you're injured emotionally. Maybe physically. Maybe mentally. In whatever way, shape, or form, the shepherd wants to restore you. He wants to bring you back to himself. He wants you to be on the path of righteousness. You know, we cannot make ourselves live right. We cannot make ourselves righteous. We cannot make ourselves to become holy. That is totally impossible of our own. We cannot do this. And because we cannot do this, we cannot then begin to think that, oh, I'll get right in this way, and I'll, begin, I'll get these things in order, and I'll begin to do this. And then think that we'll say, hey, Jesus, come on over here. You can come over now, Jesus. I took care of this, and I took care of that, and I'm doing things right. You can come over now and restore my soul. Jesus does not work like that. Jesus forgives us. Then he leads us onto the path of right living. He forgives us, and then he leads us into the path of righteousness. And I encourage you today to know why he needs to do this. As we read last week, you know, before John 11, John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief hates you. He doesn't want you getting back with the shepherd. He doesn't even want you hanging on the side for dear life. He wants you to totally lose it. To be away from the shepherd. But Jesus goes on to say, because he's a good shepherd... And because he does not leave us in this condition, this condition, what's Jesus say? I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. The sheep may have had a good life before this moment, but when the shepherd saves him, takes him to the water, takes him to safety, Life is even more appreciated. Life is better. Do you have a better life because of Jesus? Do you have a better life than what you did maybe a few years ago when you were running with the world and doing other things that were not Christ-like? I hope you can say that today. I hope that you have that type of confidence that the Good Shepherd has given his life for you. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Why would it be important for the sheep to know the shepherd? Why is it important for the sheep to believe in the shepherd? Why is it important for the sheep to have this confidence 
in the shepherd. Confidence is needed throughout all life's moments. Mentioned a few weeks ago how life is a roller coaster, ups and downs. Constantly, you're on that roller coaster. We like to go to Cedar Point, we go to amusement parks, and we do ride those coasters for 30 or 60 seconds or 70 seconds, however long they last. But our lives are a constant roller coaster. Ups and downs and turns and twists. Sometimes it is like the corkscrew. You just feel like you're going out of control, right? That's why we need a Savior. That's why He comes as our shepherd. The confidence is needed for when we pray as well. That we pray with this confidence. So that what the prayers that we pray, we pray with confidence. The prayers that we pray, we believe the shepherd hears. The prayers that we pray and the shepherd hears, and the shepherd knows what to do because we don't know what to do. And we pray, and we keep praying. We ask others to pray, and we say, more prayers, please. Because that's where we're at. From birth until death, from the beginning to the end, we will all have moments on hilltops, mountaintops, on the side of the hill, clinging, scratching, and grasping. And sometimes there'll be some life in the valley. Some days in the valley, maybe months. You know, we'll walk through a valley. We may have some time in those valleys. And some valleys are going to be different than others. None of them are the same. Some will be about death. Death of a loved one or somebody near to us. Sometimes that valley gets to be very long. Sometimes it gets to be very dark. Sometimes... It just seems like one never-ending shadow that continues to hover over top of us. That shadow, shadow can be long, be a long period of many things, from grief to mourning to sorrow, maybe anger, disappointment, loss of dreams, loss of hope, or just that deep internal sadness. The shepherd wants to save us. The shepherd wants to protect us. He wants to be that divine protector for his sheep. Jesus, he faced death. And even when he faced death, he cried out to God the Father for relief. But yet, he said, Father, thy will be done. Father, thy will be done. No matter what, Jesus said, Father, thy will be done. You can read about it in Luke twenty-two forty-two. But Jesus, the loving shepherd, the loving shepherd, he knows you. He feels you. He cries with you. He has sorrow and heartache. He cares more about you than anyone else in the world. He cares about you more than what anyone else in the world would ever care about you. He loves you more than 
anyone else could ever love you. That's the type of shepherd that he is. That's the type of savior that he is. Watching over you night and day because he is the good shepherd. Just like a mother who watches over her children as the children cling to their security blanket or favorite teddy bear, the shepherd watches over you. The shepherd wants to protect you with his rod and his staff. A rod and a staff that provides protection and a peace. A peace and security, like a security blanket, like that favorite teddy bear. And it is important for you to have that confidence because the shepherd knows you and for you to know the shepherd. And I've had these moments where been in the store and be talking to somebody and I had somebody come around the corner and said, I heard you talking. I was in the next aisle, I heard you talking. And I said, that's got to be Pastor Matt. And they come around. Just yesterday, I was in the vet clinic dropping some things off and the young girl, Emma, she seen me walk in, but she didn't recognize me. She hadn't seen me for quite a while, but I didn't pr- pr- press that issue on her. Maybe I need to go visit, see what she's up to. But, but then I'm at the window, I'm talking, and she's like, she's over here working on the computer. She's like, that sounds like Pastor Matt. So she comes over the wi- window, she's like, Pastor Matt, what's going on? I didn't recognize you when you was walking in. I was like, surprise. The sheep get to know the shepherd, and the shepherd knows his sheep. As we think about the shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the one who provides, the one who protects, and the one who prepares everything before us. There's many passages throughout Scripture that talks about all these things. just want to share a couple with you. Psalm 78, verse 23 through 29, talks how the, the shepherd provides talks about how the Lord opened the clouds and the heavens and provided manna and the meat came down and fed his people. Psalm 511 talks about the Lord being a protector. It says, but let all of those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them, meaning the shepherd, the Lord. They trust the Lord, the Lord defends them. And he goes on to say, let those who love your name be joyful in you. Again, this protection, the provider, and the one that prepares brings a peace and joy that we cannot find in this world, that you cannot find in a building that's even up and beyond any family, any family unit, any church congregation. It's that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Psalm 27.4 says one thing. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Won't that be a glorious day? We'll fly away. We'll enter heaven's gates. And the beauty of the Lord will surround us. I pray 
that we can encourage one another to continue to pray for one another, for the ministry that the Lord would have us do, for the work that is before us. That we could pray and work together in a unity that accomplishes God's work. And it would be done in a timely manner. In the back burner, putting off things for another day, or maybe we just won't talk about it, or we won't bring it up, that it would just go away. When God has called us to do something, to do His work, and then when it's as a body of Christ, it's not going to go away. Either we're going to do it, or He's going to find someone else to do it. I'd rather be doing the Lord's work than hashing it out month after month, meeting after meeting. Let us work for the Lord. And it begins by the way we pray. Next week, I'm going to share from Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas, if you don't remember them, take a look at Acts, book of Acts, chapter 15, 16, 17, catch up on Paul and Silas. You're going to find them in a jail cell. And what do they do? They turn that jail cell into a prayer room. I'm excited to share that with you next week. Let us pray. Father God, there's so much in your word that we can learn so many examples and so many life moments of people they find themselves in a situation that they hadn't prepared for they don't want to be in but there they are and what do they do? they pray they pray you hear them you respond and things come together as you want them to be done thank you Jesus so Lord Continue to lead us through the rest of our service today. And as we join one another around the table for this meal, Lord, bless us there as well. And in Christ's name I pray. Amen. I'd like to invite